And welcome to this week's episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I'm your host, JT McCallum. And I'm Evan Doworth. And today we're joined by Sean Clark. Um, anybody who's listening to the show should absolutely know who Sean Clark is. Uh, he's the host of the Horrors Hallowed Grounds. I guarantee you, you've seen him at a horror convention or two, if you ever go to those things. Um, we're super excited to have you on. So welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Perfect. Um, so we like to start off the episodes when we have guests with uh, 13 questions, um, Ooh, right. just basic uh, horror stuff. Um, so I'll start first. What was the first movie that scared you? Uh, probably Jaws. Okay. How old were you yeah. when you saw it? Uh, I think I was five or six. Did you see I it would... in the original run? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. See, I'm I'm 25, so I definitely missed the boat on that one. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, my my parents have great stories though about seeing it at the drive-in. Like my mom, she always talks about uh, when she saw the opening credits, the music scared her, and then so her dad said, "Oh, just close your eyes," and then she fell asleep during the whole movie, so she didn't actually get to watch Jaws at the drive-through. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but uh, yeah. Now, I uh, saw it at a walk-in. I remember it was a walk-in theater. Um, and, uh, yeah, it just terrified me to go in the water probably most of my childhood. Right. So, <laughs> That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, a, a lot of people from the 70s have that same problem right where they're petrified yeah i remember uh in the clerks animated series they make a joke about how they were scared to use the toilet because <laughs> there's like there's water in the ocean and there's water in the toilet <laughs> yeah no i it um it uh it definitely it freaked me out period and i remember in i think it was about 1978 we moved into a new house <clears throat> And uh, it had a swimming pool in the backyard and our prior house had a swimming pool. But what made this swimming pool unique is for whatever reason, the prior owner painted it black. Ooh, that's cool. That's so you cool. couldn't see, you couldn't see anything. Like, so when you jumped in that water, you, there could be anything in that water. And, uh, <laughs> and it, and it, it terrified me to go in that pool. Right. Um, not long after my parents drained it and repainted it, you know, light blue, like everybody else. Right. Um, but, uh, but I remember swimming in that pool, just being petrified. So. Right. So awesome. Um, okay. Uh, what was the most recent movie that really got under your skin? Hmm. Um, it really doesn't happen that often these days. Um, trying to think of the last one that, that, you know, nowadays, nothing really scares me. Yeah. It's more of something can make me uncomfortable. I think it's been effective. Oh, yeah. um, and I'd say the most recent thing that made me uncomfortable, uh, hereditary mm -hmm. was effective. Oh, yeah. And um, I know I'm forgetting one. I know there was something fairly recent and it's uh it's escaping me at the moment um mm. well yeah i would agree with you because i remember um going to see hereditary opening night and not knowing uh really anything about it i went with a friend and yeah. we were watching it and i was like okay yeah yeah this is good and then as soon as his sister hit the the like the pole 
mm-hmm. the whole theater like you could just feel the energy in the room was just so different after that because you're like oh shit now he's gonna go home and <laughs> tell his parents like listen i brought you know my sister to this party she ate nuts and got sick and she's dead now yeah I'm like you can you, you just can't you know go home and casually talk <laughs> about it so right off the bat it's like it's making it uncomfortable from the beginning well that's such a depressing movie too like i've only ever oh, seen yeah. that movie once but i don't think i can bring myself to do it again just because it's such a miserable experience a, a good experience but a miserable one to sit through yeah. that movie yeah yeah um, that i i can't think uh, off the top of my i know there's something else there's right. you know that i was uh excited about um but off the top of my head, I, I, it's eluding me at the moment. But, but yeah, that was that one. You know, it, that was a great experience. I thought, as far as you know, just if if something can make me sit there and feel uneasy, then it's yep. done a good job. Oh, and, for sure, yeah. exactly. And and he definitely achieved that in that film. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, it, it's hard too for horror fans because like we're constantly chasing that dragon, but you're never yeah. going to be seven again, watching these movies for the first time, right? Like once you've seen one head decapitation, you've seen them all basically, right? It's never going to be as effective <laughs> yeah. to you. I think the last movie I saw in the theater that legitimately creeped me out. Um, and it might've just been a, a combination of many things. It was, I just went and saw it on a whim not knowing anything about it. Uh, I, I think I might've been the only person in the theater. I was by myself, like at a, you know, one in the afternoon matinee uh, was when session nine came out. Okay, and, yeah. <laughs> and that movie just creeped the shit out of me. I, I just remember walking out of that theater so excited like, oh my God, that it got under my skin. I, it made me, you know, that, that one scene in particular, well, there was two scenes that really, got, well, the one that got me the most is when Josh Lucas is, you know, he's, he keeps hearing things and he's trying and he's going through that underground tunnel oh. and he shines the flashlight up ahead and he sees a, a, a figure come around the corner. Yeah, and yeah. it's, it's just those little moments. It, it's very similar to that feeling I got when, and I'm sure you guys got it too, when you saw signs and they're watching that oh. footage and that, and the alien, you first see that alien yeah, on the yeah, TV like, footage, like yeah, come yeah. down, like cross the alley or whatever. Oh so good fuck that scared the shit out of me (laughs) and you know it's just those little those little things man that just they're you know it i don't know if it's just dumb luck how it how it just you know was so perfect but yeah that that just got me man that one that one got me and then having the the fucking pleasure of being able to actually go in that building and walk down that same hallway that whole time thinking what if something came around that corner <laughs> that I mean, would be insane <laughs> yeah and i i i i'm so bummed that they tore that down because that was hands down my favorite experience of going to a movie location ever i went twice i wow. i got in that building two separate times That's uh, cool. and I, how, long, I, how long ago did they uh, tear it down uh that's a good question. I think I think they tore it down. Uh, it was like the early, like 
2010 sometime around like uh i want to say around around 2010 maybe something like that um actually i'll look it up while we're talking i i because I, I went the first time i went the movie came out and when did it come out oh one and yeah, I, think, I believe so i think the first time i went was oh three or yeah and then i went back in like oh seven uh and then um yeah, uh, then when I heard they tore it down, the the main I don't know if you've seen my episode of Horace Hall Grounds on it. The main building, the main centerpiece of the building still stands, and they they turned it into the entrance to condos, which is wow. really <laughs> it's kind of bizarre. That's, but, is, uh, that's so weird. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, I was like three or four years ago. I every October I try and do like. Uh, you know, as many movies as I can or as mm. many first time watches as I could. And Session None was one of them because uh, Scream had announced the Blu-ray and I waited specifically for October to watch it. And I remember uh, just sitting in the dark being so tense. And then when you see whatever it is, like walks by, I definitely thought of signs. And I just remember getting goosebumps on my body. I was like, you better get out of there ASAP. <laughs> Because I remember just being so creepy. And like you said, it, that I love that. I'm always looking for stuff like that. But it's so hard now. The only time I get excited is if, like, you know, a property has come back and they're like, oh, here you go. We're doing, uh, we're, we're bringing the franchise back to life, like uh, Halloween or even kind of Scream. I'm getting a little bit excited for now because, you know, that they haven't had one of those in a while. But it's it's just such a fun feeling. And it gets you even more into the movie and, and, and excited for it. And I, I love that so much. <laughs> Well, it looks like I'm looking this up here. It looks like I can't see a definitive date, but it's it's looking like they they tore it down in 2006 or seven. So maybe I went and I went. I guess I went in two. Maybe I went 2005. I went. I it wasn't there wasn't very long time in between the two times I went. I could yeah. find out by looking back at my photos and seeing what the dates were, but. Um, but yeah, that uh, yeah. So it's been a long time since it's been torn oh, down. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, do you have a favorite horror author? Um, I'm not a big reader. I used to be. Um, Were and, you like uh, a Stephen King kid in the '80s? No, you know it's funny. I never really got big into Stephen King. I love his movies. But right. I never, I never was a big King reader. I was a big Clive Barker reader. Okay. Um, if I, I'd have to say Barker was probably my favorite author, and that would have been in the late eighties or early nineties, and when I was actively reading. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge reader. But then Barker started getting a little too fantasy for me. Yeah. I yeah. liked his early stuff, like Books of Blood and stuff like that, and you know, uh, the body politic and mm -hmm. his early works were a lot more brutal. And then he just started getting really fantasy as he started getting into the, uh, the later stuff like, you know, great and secret show and Everville and, and, um, uh, what's that one? Like, uh, oh God, one's just, uh, like even weave world was getting a little fantasy ish, you know? Right. Um, but uh, but no, I, I, I always loved his stuff. It was always, you know, a little, a lot more edgy than King. King was sure. very, very, you know, uh, small town it, exactly. type of vibe where, 
where Clive Barker was very, you know, twisted, you know? Yeah, exactly. For sure. Okay. And because this kind of goes with it, what is your favorite book from then? Like if you had to pick one early Clive work that you, you could read and then put down and then maybe a week later again, read it again and just be excited to read again. Clive Barker? Yeah. Like uh, one of his early books, which one? It'd be any of the books of blood. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I haven't. I remember um, kind of slowly getting like, obviously, when I was younger, uh, Goosebumps and stuff like that. That was kind of like my my gateway into reading horror. And then um, Books of Blood. I remember seeing Hellraiser first and then I never got around to reading it. But I remember just watching uh, the first Hellraiser. And I was like, this is insane. Just like everything about it and it made mm-hmm. me want to go read them but i just never went back and read them like read them and i have to change that because i literally see everybody praise those books and saying they're so good and I'm, i kick myself in the ass for not actually reading it <laughs> they're easy reads too because they're they're short stories they're yeah. you know it's a it's a it's a, a selection of, of short stories um and even like the one the hellraiser is based on the hellbound heart mm-hmm. it's, it's a very short book um yeah uh yeah you should check those out and there's some good stuff there for sure um if i can give you uh, a recommendation um i don't know if you've read or not but um the the final um book that george romero was working on before he passed away the living dead book yeah Um, a lot of people have recommended that to and i know christopher nelson read it because we talked about it on one of our episodes right the thing with two heads and he was saying how much he loved it and how he he Amazing. would love to make it into a movie. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. It's yeah. honestly, and I like Evan and I are both diehard Romero fans. And like, I'm not even exaggerating when I say it's like the definitive zombie fiction that mm-hmm. he's involved with. Um, but it's great too, because like, obviously it, it was like, he didn't get to finish it. Right. So the author, Daniel Krauss ended up uh, finishing it. And Daniel was able to weave in a lot of things about, Romero and make a lot of references to not even just his movies, but there, there's a part, um, slight spoilers, but there's a part where, where a character passes away and it's kind of like a depressing scene. And, and in the house, um, they find the soundtrack to um, The Quiet Man and then they play it while he's passing away. And that actually happened when Romero passed away. He passed away peacefully to the soundtrack to The Quiet Man. So oh, wow. it's just very cool and, and kind of like powerful that they were able to incorporate not only like Romero's work as like zombie fiction but then also like it's a huge homage and love letter to like who he was as a person too which is it, it's really great I, I couldn't recommend it more yeah I definitely would like like to check that one out um you know it's uh I hadn't had a lot of confidence in in his work you know in the later years but yeah. you know <laughs> but I hear that that book is really good I mean because I mean you know the last three dead films were all pretty terrible. Right. I mean, <laughs> see, uh, I, I unashamedly love diary of the dead, um, but I'm not a huge land guy, nor am I a huge survival guy. Well, you know, I actually land is passable. It is passable. It's, but, it's, so, it's too big budget. I find. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it has some things that I think it has some things in it that I liked, but, but yeah, diary and survival uh were tough 
I remember, <laughs> I remember um, trying to watch Diary, and I think I made it about a half an hour, and then I turned it off. <laughs> I was just like, it's not the yeah. same. It can't. It. Uh, I'll support it, but I just I couldn't I couldn't finish it. Um, it's funny though because uh, just a quick aside, and then we'll move on. But um, because you're like known for uh, going to movie locations, there was one time because Evan and I are from. Uh, a town kind of near Toronto like we're from Canada right and mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's where Romero shot the last three dead movies right um, mm-hmm. and so basically uh, there was one time when I was walking uh, in a mall with my family and I looked up to the ceiling and it was like this big atrium thing and I'm like oh this is where <laughs> Land of the Dead was filmed and I looked at the floor like I don't know if you remember like at, at the end scene when all the zombies are entering the big tower, there's like um, a really cool like floor with like light tiling on it. Um, mm-hmm. I looked down and like the, that tiling was still there. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. Like it, I had no idea that it was filmed at that specific mall that I was at, but I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like I just happened to stumble upon a, a movie location. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It, it was kind of surreal because uh, that's actually where the Hockey Hall of Fame is. And my dad was really into hockey at the time. And then, yeah, I came up the escalator and I'm like, oh, shit, like I'm in <laughs> the Fiddler's Green from Land of the Dead. So it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, do you have a favorite horror video game? Like, do you play video games at all or? No, not really. I, I, I'm, I'm an old school gamer. I, I have like my, I have my own kind of arcade in my house. Um, but it's all old school games. Uh, I don't, I don't get into the new stuff. I purposely stay away from it. My fiance is a big gamer. She, she plays, you know, she'll get the newest games and sit there and play them for a week straight until she finishes them. Um, and she like, oh, you got to do this. And I'm like, nope, nope, and you'll, you'll love it. And I said, that's why I'm not going to do it because I'm too busy. I have too much shit going on that I do not need to be distracted by a game that right. I'm, I'm going to get sucked into and get even further behind on my work. Right. So. I purposely stay away from that. Just like I'm, I'm a big sports guy too. I I'm a, I'm a big NFL and NBA fan and some, you know, uh, casual NHL fan and, and everybody's like, you know, March madness comes around or all this. Oh, you gotta, you, dude, you gotta follow college, dude. College is so much better than pro. I'm like, Nope, Nope. I don't even want to, I, I don't care if it's better. I am not going to watch it because right. if I get sucked into that too, I'm that's just more time wasted, right, you know? Exactly. So, so I purposely, I try to stay focused on horror. Right, <laughs> you know it's not a bad thing to remain focused on yeah you know it's like i'm doing pretty good with it so like yeah, i'll stick exactly. with that exactly while we're still on it how how fun is the halloween pinball game pretty damn fun um <laughs> yeah i i i i've uh i had some setbacks with it i'm actually in the process of uh editing an unboxing video because people were like do an unboxing video i'm like well i guess i could you know it does come in a box (laughs) um so i did a whole video on unboxing it and the monumental task of getting it upstairs um because my staircase has a sharp corn a turn it's not a straight staircase (laughs) so it was it's no easy task and i have three other pinball machines up there and like six other video games. So 
I've gone through it several times, but me and my buddy muscled that thing upstairs <laughs> and I, we filmed the whole thing and then setting it up and everything. And I'm trying to edit it to make it not boring. Cause <laughs> right. you know, so I'm doing a lot of fast forwarding. So, but um, yeah, as far as the game itself, uh, you know, I'm still trying to get some kinks worked out. Uh, my topper isn't working. Oh. And they said that if I get the latest update, that that might fix it. Um, and there's this whole thing with, I don't get what the deal is with this, but all, even the other pinball machines I own, uh, which are Stern machines, uh, well, only one of them uh, takes updates. Uh, the other ones are too old, but um, they don't, you can't do the download. You have to do it to a memory stick, right? Oh, and, yeah. and you can't use a Mac. Uh, which which i only i don't have a pc i only have mac you know so i've been trying to get a neighbor to do it for me and it's funny i went over there yesterday and he did he updated my kiss pinball machine that one worked but he's still working on the halloween one right (laughs) um and i tried to do the update my myself the first time and it totally messed the machine up to where it wasn't even working I had to call their tech guy and he helped me get it back and up back up and running. But then it set it back to like the very first version. So it was even, it went back even further from what was sent to me. (laughs) So now I'm waiting for this update and I don't want to bug the shit out of my neighbor, (laughs) but I'm waiting for him to give me the memory stick back so I can update it, but I can still play it and it's been fun, but the the topper isn't working. So, which is kind of a bummer. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly where to put it because right now it's just sitting in the middle of my living room and (laughs) I really don't have the space for it, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to sort it out right now. Yeah. (laughs) Remember, um, uh, when Jason uh, Edmondston uh, announced that he was doing the artwork for it or whatever, I like yeah. literally messaged him and I was like, holy shit, man. I was like, what is this? He's like, I can't tell you right now. You're going to have mm-hmm. to wait and see. And then when it, the announcement came out, I like, I just remember being so excited. I was like, I want to play it so bad. And I was like, do you have any of the prints? Cause I would, I love the artwork on it. It's just so good. And it's so him. It's, oh, it's such a nice uh, machine. There's like a, a place near us. Not well near me. It's not that far. Um, it's called Eight Bit Beans, and it's literally like just a gaming cafe. Mm-hmm. And they have all they have Elvira pinball machine. They have the Terminator one, and they have all these ones. And I'm I'm praying to God that the owner gets the Halloween one so I can well, play because I will never leave that place. Yeah, he he wanted to. It was just uh, it sold out too fast. Oh, uh, well, if you go on the Halloween owner's Facebook page, I've seen a couple people on there trying to sell theirs. I mean, oh, like, like they, you know, maybe came into some money problems and like they haven't even received it yet. You know, oh, like they're, yeah, yeah. they're okay. trying to sell their spots. So I, if he really wants one, he could get one. You know? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll definitely let him know then. Yeah. Because oh, sure. he has like a, a like 25 pinball machines or more and like arcade machines and stuff there too. Yeah. So. And they're not trying to gouge people by upcharging. They're, oh. they're just asking for what they paid. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We'll definitely let him yeah. know. All right. Um, uh, favorite remake, if you have one. Well, you got to go with John Carpenter's The Thing, <laughs> you know. But if you're talking more modern day remake, you know, because I can always say like 
the fly the blob you know those right. are all great remakes but as far as like a great remake that's happened in the last 20 years probably hmm uh hmm the dawn of the dead remake i thought was actually really good um the zack schneider one yeah i i I mean i prefer the original but of course i think that his remake is a good movie it's fun yeah Um, it's not bad that i like that one uh do you like the friday the 13th remake not too much really i think i think it's okay um I just I I wanted more from it. I don't know. I just I Are you a big uh, fan of that series though? Like how how big a fan yeah. would you say you are? I'm I'm a pretty big fan of Friday 13th, yeah. Okay. See cuz like maybe that's the difference because like I love 6 and 4 and and 3. Uh-huh. Um I can give or take the rest of the series, but I love the remake. Um but yeah. but, but I'm also not like a huge Friday the 13th fan. So maybe that's why. Um, but I thought as far as remakes go, that one is actually one of the better remakes. Hmm. It, I mean, it's not bad. It's just it's not great. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I think uh, the Hills Have Eyes remake, I think it's better than the original. Yeah, um, you're not the first guest on the show to say that, actually. <laughs> Uh, no, that's uh, I would agree with that. It's I like I like the original one, but the remake that's just so much more fast paced and it's not sitting around as long. Like once shit hits the fan, it doesn't stop. And mm-hmm. then when you watch the original one, it's just like oh something happened, and then it's like a lot of talking, and they're like, well, what are we gonna do, and all this stuff. But like in the remake, it's just constant, constant going in it, and I really enjoyed that as well. And I'm a big fan of the Evil Dead remake. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> don't like it. This is a point of contention between Evan and I. He loves it. I can't stand it. Well, I mean, I hate to break it to you. Evan's right. You know, <laughs> two against one right now. So it was, it I don't know, like... man. I just, I, it, I love the original Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm personally not the biggest fan of Evil Dead 2, which I know a lot of people are. Um, but to me, I kind of like the more, like, the original Evil Dead is campy in a way that Evil Dead 2 is is more campy but evil dead 2 is aware that it's campy you know what i mean um yeah. whereas evil dead 1 it just seems like it's very night of the living dead like they're really trying to make a scary movie out of it so it comes across as more pure to me whereas the mm. remake i just felt like i don't know like it just didn't i don't know <laughs> it just didn't feel like um <laughs> like an evil dead movie and I know that sounds stupid, you know what I mean? But like, it's just not the same thing that I was expecting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I don't get bent out of shape really when people remake shit because, you know, you always have the original and you, they can't take that away from you. Um, but, you know, I think that, uh, it's good to have the, um, you know, that version. It's, you know, it's it's a non-campy version because there is no non-campy Raimi Evil Dead. Fair enough. And yeah. that, and whether the TV series or the three films, they're all campy as fuck. And this was an attempt to just be hardcore horror, you know, and uh, and 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 I I liked it, you know. I thought it I thought it was very well done. I thought it was uh, thought it was a, a good one. So. Yeah, I 
I remember I went and seen it like four times in the theater because <laughs> I just yeah. <laughs> I absolutely had a blast with it. And I mean, even um, uh, he's escaping my mind right now. Uh, the guy who gets attacked by his girlfriend in the shower. Uh, I thought he was hilarious uh, when he's pulling like the little um, like the pen or whatever it is or the needle out of his eye. And then he's just sitting there in one scene and he's just laughing as he's all beat up. He gets mm-hmm. shot with the, the nail gun. I mean, they just lay into this guy so much and he's like sitting there all crooked blood everywhere and he's laughing. And I was just like that <laughs> that had me in stitches. And <laughs> just the fact that it wasn't like CGI filled because I don't mind CGI as long as it's helping out or like it's obviously something impossible they can't do with prosthetics. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was a majority practical effects too was a big thing for me because I just I loved it. It's it's so fun and it's cool that it was kind of a little bit of a, a a role reversal i guess yeah but yeah it's 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 a fun one i haven't watched it in a while but i like going to visit uh, every once in a while and i haven't seen the extended cut and i have to watch that one i don't yeah. know what, what much more it brings to it but i heard there's more dialogue and whatnot um, yeah okay uh do you have a favorite um theme song uh, not my problem from the Horrors Hollow Grounds. <laughs> uh, Good answer. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you say theme, you just mean, you know, like score as Which well. Which Honestly, you can take it to mean like if you mean the, the score or if you mean to like man behind the mask from part six or anything uh-huh. like that. Like whatever instantly comes to your mind. If someone's like, oh, well, I, I really love, uh, the main title uh theme from uh the fun house oh that, yeah uh, oh, that's good that one i i love i also love the march of the clowns from killer clowns from outer space that one's great and my favorite friday 13th by far, hands down, is part three. Thank you. Know, you. The, the I, fucking... I listen to that every Friday. It's so good. Like I'm in the middle of on the radio in the store in the convenience store when they yeah. go there. <laughs> like it's awesome. <laughs> I'm uh I'm in the middle of editing my part three Horace Hall Grounds episode right now and. I'm constantly doing that. Like <laughs> while when I was filming, I'm yeah. walking around just going, dum, 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 dum. you <laughs> know, it's so a, good. It's, it's probably going to get annoying. Any right to be. <laughs> yeah, that that one's great. Um, I also love the uh, Creep Show soundtrack as well as another oh, yeah. favorite. Um, but if I had to go with like a theme type song, like you're going like song, like like you know, Man Behind the Mask or whatever. Um, Mm. Uh, the ballad of Harry Warden's pretty good. Okay, yeah. Uh, you know, um, but uh, oh, um, mm. yeah, I don't know. Nothing's coming to mind otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I will always pick and never change my mind about the Halloween theme because mm-hmm. it just gets stuck in my head. And like, I literally walked around on Halloween, humming it in my head, just walking the street. So like, are you sick of the Halloween theme, Sean, or do you still find enjoyment in it? Um, you know, it's, it, it is a little, 
I, I am a little bored with it. I, I kind of um, prefer the, I prefer the um, part two version. Yeah. The, uh, I don't know why, but for some reason the part two version, uh, just that, that different change of the, the pitch of it. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like, I, I like that one better. And I'm really happy to say that the pinball machine doesn't overdo that, which was something I was really worried about. Right. Like the Atari game <laughs> for every time. I <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Plays it in ear piercing, ear piercing pitch. Yeah. I was really nervous that the pinball machine was just going to play Constantly. the shit out of that and you were just right. going to be so sick of it because like i love my twilight zone pinball machine yeah but it plays that song uh <laughs> twilight zone by golden earring so it's just constantly going and you're just like fuck okay enough already <laughs> That's yeah funny. i am i loved when uh i love that for 18 and kills like carpenter and his son and um uh davis or whatever uh just totally changed it and made it like a little bit more tolerable because yeah it gets pretty run down when you watch all the other ones and it's constant but like i love what he did with the new scores they were just they were really good and i think i prefer that more so now than the original the shape hunts allison is like a top tier carpenter song and i'm sure that you agree right sean which one is that? Is that the is are, is that from the new movie or the last one? From from 2018 when she is, sees Oscar on the fence and then and the, oh yeah, wah. is that the one that's got the wah? yeah yeah wah. yeah dude that that was my favorite part of I mean music wise that was so extreme and intense that yeah. it like came out of nowhere and it, was, it really did like the yeah. entire thing it's like okay like the cool John Carpenter's back but then that came and I was like holy fuck like, John Carpenter <laughs> is back like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I if I have to pick, like I love that whole soundtrack, and I find like Kills has only a couple of them, but um, mm-hmm. uh, when uh, the firefighter first falls down through the ground and Michael appears, that rendition of the theme, I like it gives me goosebumps thinking about it because it's just mm. it's so subtle, but when he when you see his face and he walks out and just kicks him, I like that's one of my favorite parts in the whole movie. Yeah, and then I... like Michael's legend, that was. It was it's such a beautiful piece of music, and when he's just killing everybody, it's like holy! Like it, it, I don't know, it was just incredible. It was it's my favorite piece in that whole movie. Yeah, I um, I have the I I have the new score on vinyl, a uh, couple different versions, but I haven't opened them yet. I've so I haven't actually listened to it, uh, other than um, you know the I've seen the movie four times, you know so. <laughs> Um, but other than that, uh, yeah, I like what I heard. Yeah, yeah it's very good. Um, uh, fondest hell Halloween memory. Fondest Halloween memory. Um, there's two. Um, there's two that stick in my head. Uh, from two different neighborhoods I lived in, just the excitement and, and, you know, there's particular houses I remember that were decorated, you know, spooky and scared me and stuff. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny as I, I really keep that in mind when I'm 
going all out uh, on Halloween uh, mm-hmm. at my house. And, and this year, I really kind of pulled like a last minute. We were like, okay, we'll just decorate a little bit out front and we'll give out candy. And then, and then I started thinking about it and I'm like, well, you know, we could. And my big thing is, is I'm always worried about people stealing shit. You know, it's like, I don't want to put, I don't want to put out all this cool decorations and somebody take something. And I always kind of worried about that. So I had this idea, what if we decorated the backyard and we made people walk through the backyard and it was a last minute idea that literally we were people were knocking at our door and we're like you know come back in like 30 minutes you know we'll <laughs> be ready you know because we were waiting also for it to be dark i wanted it yeah. to be dark and um so i i did up my backyard for pretty sweet for what little bit of time i had i mean as i have like I have close to 50 pumpkins and, 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 you know, so I'm lighting all those up and, you know, and I'm, Hey, I'm trying to, I'm setting up lights. I'm trying to do all this stuff. And it, and it was, it was pretty good for what little bit of time I had. And I was like, okay, we could do this pretty badass next year. We need to start decorating the day before, you know, and that's the thing we can do that. And it's in our backyard. So I have to worry about anybody stealing anything, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I think next year, as long as we're in town, which next year is on a Monday, you know, if there's a convention that weekend, we'll probably be flying home and we won't have the time to yeah. do it. But, you know, that's the plan is to do it up big time for next year. And, um, yeah. So back to your question about fond memories. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just remember one particular year when I lived in Anaheim, uh, I remember vividly I was wearing the the Collegeville Gene Simmons like plastic mask and, and kids costume, you know, <laughs> and I remember having so much fun that night, except for I peed my pants. Um, and the reason I peed my pants is not because, you know, I got scared or something. It was back in the day, those costumes didn't have a pee hole. <laughs> right and they tied in the back and i couldn't get it untied and i wasn't with anybody and oh, no. i remember i couldn't make it home on time and i fucking pissed my pants <laughs> <laughs> now mind you i was like seven so right. yeah but that sucked but otherwise that was a great night um and then i remember when i lived in stanton going out with my buddy kenny I, every year was just like we were so psyched, you know, it's, it's kind of a bittersweet subject for me. I was just talking about it with my girlfriend the other day is it, it, my, he's my best friend since I was a little kid. I've known him since I was like eight years old and, uh, Halloween for us was like the biggest deal, man. Oh man. We would every year we would just go out and, you know, in our costumes and go trick or treating so much fun in the haunted houses. And he and I, since we were little kids, we go to not scary farm every year. And I've gone every year since I was a little kid, except for 2020, because they didn't have it in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, you know, he, he's a hardcore Christian now. And, and he's, I mean, we're still friends, but we're like, complete polar opposites 
and it just bums me out because I remember I was at his house like it was like two years ago and he has two kids and I was like you know I was completely just I guess ignorant to it I I don't know but I was just like talking to his kids. I go, oh, hey, Halloween's coming up. You guys going, right. you know, what are you going to, you're going to go and trick or treat? And they're like, no, that's evil. Oh. I'm like, I'm oh. like, what? Yeah. And he goes, no, we go to the, we go to the harvest at the church. And, and I'm looking at Kenny, my friend. I'm like, dude, are you fucking serious? Really? <laughs> really? I mean, dude, I, you know, have your beliefs, but bro, don't you remember how much that meant to us when we were kids and how much fun it was? I mean, I know it's more his wife than him. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he buys into it all too, but I know she's probably the one that poo-pooed Halloween. Right. Um, exactly. But it's just like, dude, man, come on, man. That's, I mean, yeah, that's a bummer. It, 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 dude. Cause I, I'm telling you, he was as passionate as I was about it. And that's <laughs> what blows my mind. Cause I don't have kids and, I'm still considering maybe having a kid one day soon. I, I got to get my shit together soon <laughs> if I'm going to do it. Um, but that's one thing I would look forward to more than anything, man, would be taking them out to trick or treat. Well, that, yeah. that, you know, I, I'm, I, it just, that makes me so sad. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really bums me out. Oh, and yeah, not, yeah. Nothing against his beliefs. I just like, come on, man. You well, know, I mean, especially because it, like it, it's not evil. There's, it's there's, there's nothing evil about Halloween. it. Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah. if it was evil, then don't you think he would have had experienced that back then too? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's it's just stupid, man. Well, yeah. it's like um, because this year, like my son, my youngest is two and a half, and we couldn't do trick or treat last year, and then the year before that, he just he was too small to like know what was going on and remember. But mm. when we took him out this year, I was just. I I was just so overwhelmed with like happiness because he he finally like got it. He's like, oh, we you know he's getting it. You go to the next house, you knock, you say trick or treat, you say thank you, and you get to yeah. see all these great costumes. You get to see you know we we ran into like some really well decorated houses that I wish I would have got pictures of. And he was just I could see it in his eye. He was just so excited, and I know I know I've got a lifetime. Uh, halloween fan now because we'll go out every year and he told me i was like oh next year you know daddy will will get dressed up with you and i literally looked at him and i said what do you want me to be what should what should i be for halloween and he looked at me dead in the face and went michael myers and i (laughs) i I laughed so hard i was like that's great i love that so much (laughs) that's rad like you said why would you not want to take your kids this is this is something that's been going on for years and years and it's like it's it's just such a fun time and it's 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 something for especially for us because like we're we're still kind of like under some restrictions and whatnot with covid but to be able to do that and have some sort of uh, normalcy was just that was literally the highlight was taking the kids out and everything and it was fun watching them run around and be excited about it so it's crazy i uh it's it's such a bummer for you and i'm so i'm sorry that you had to kind of you know feel that way with your like somebody you grew up with and you used to do all that stuff with it. It sucks. It's, it's, it's a downer for sure. I mean, he won't even bring his kids over to my house because of like the stuff I have in my house, you know? I mean, it's like, really dude. I mean, okay. (laughs) Maybe he thinks the poltergeist clown will get them. (laughs) Uh, Which 
which is amazing by the way i remember seeing the one video where you talked about that i remember just freaking out over that my house is too spooky too spooky for them um all right i'll get to the next question um do you believe in ghosts no are you open to the concept of ghosts or are you Uh, what are, are you like open to the concept of it or you're oh, just fuck yeah I, w- I wish <laughs> I, i've put myself in so many situations hoping right. i would see something fair enough and, and i mean dude i've done everything i've to all the people oh this is the most haunted place okay cool you know let, let, i'm in right. leave me in the <laughs> leave me in this room in the dark by myself you know i mean i mean i've done i've i've done all that shit right and uh <laughs> And uh, it's it's just you know nothing. I mean, uh, I remember I when I was at Danvers, you know, from session nine, I split off with my party and went, you know, went in an area completely. I mean, one thing about that place is all the windows were boarded up, so if you turned your light off, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was pitch black, and that place has a history. You know, that's like where the first lobotomy was done you know that's where they perfected it right and i remember i i turned my light off and just sat there in the dark just like anything come on anything you know <laughs> come on you know and, and you know and then like i was talking to uh um excuse me i was talking to uh robert Russler recently and he was reminding me he said, oh, remember that time we, we were at some convention and we went to that Waverly Hills uh, abandoned asylum. We did the tour and he goes and they said, does anybody want to get inside the they pulled out the the drawer where they put the, the bodies? And he said, does anybody would would anybody would be willing to get inside one? And he said, dude, you were like, I'll do it. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, and you fucking got in there and they shut you in and we left. And he goes, dude, you just chilled like it was no big deal. And he's all, and he was like, dude, I was like impressed. <laughs> and I was like, I was just, I was like hoping for something, you know, hoping for something to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's all, you know, it is what it is. Right. That's crazy. All right. Uh, we got one more for you. Okay. And it's a pretty good one, I think. Most memorable death scene in any horror movie most memorable death scene yeah um you know it i i don't i don't know i i mean i can tell you some that just made me uncomfortable you know i mean i have my own phobias or whatever i one scene that suffocation is something that's always uh i'm i have a fear of you know yeah. Um, uh, and like there's that scene in tourist trap where he's putting the plaster on the girl's face while she's oh, still yeah. alive. And the, that to me was just such a terrifying scenario, you know, um, that, that just, uh, you know, I, 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 like watching that, 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 that movie with what's his face. Um, Ryan Reynolds, that movie buried, Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my God, that whole movie was just anxiety. <laughs> I'm just like sitting there going, "Oh, like my girlfriend won't watch it for that very reason." She's like, "I am not watching that." <laughs> she, you know, there's no way I'm watching that. I'm like, "Okay." 
Um, but I mean, as far as it's like a a good gore death, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I have to. Th- I, I that that's what really just gets me is the ones that just make me. You know, the more realistic ones. You yeah. know. The other ones are just so ridiculous. You just kind of <laughs> laugh at them, you know, um, you know, nothing like I thought in the new Halloween, I thought Cameron's death was pretty, pretty brutal. You know, yeah, I just, grizzly, yeah. that's yeah, what that, you're talking about. Yeah. It's so that was drawn my, out. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite. That was my favorite death in that movie. You know, like, you know, he's just, just working him. And then he just, you know, stops and turns and looks at him and just twists his fucking head. I mean, yeah. I, and um, I, was, I was talking to Chris about that death too, and he said that they that they were gonna do a fake head and everything, and it was gonna be gnarly. And he said then they just tried it like that using the actual actor and just having him kind of turn, you know, and doing it in sections that they actually were able to use the real person, and it that's was crazy. Perfect. It was perfectly effective. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, speaking of a death and kills, like, uh, so Evan and I got to see it, um, in Toronto a couple days early on press mm-hmm. night. And, um, when, uh, when she, the girl's running towards the car with the gun and Michael kicks the door and the gun swings on her, yeah. the yeah. entire audience of like 300 people just started howling with laughter. Cause it was so unexpected and over the top, but also so fitting for that. Like it was yeah. just like, you're, you're in suspension and in such a tense moment. And then that just, even though it's brutal and graphic, it just, it has so much levity to it. You know, I was there that night. Um, I got this, I got to see that. Right. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was fun. I was watching the, the, the kills episode earlier and you were saying that and I was like, man, I, what I wouldn't, I wouldn't do just to be there just to watch all that going on would be a dream. Yeah. I'm hoping I get to go back for ends. Right. Um, you know, uh, we'll see. It, it, it really depends on my schedule because mm-hmm. I had an open invitation to come out for 2018 and it just so happens when they filmed 2018, I was out of the country for a month. Oh, yeah, I, I was. We had done. I had a Walking Dead like five days cruise to like Mexico, and then from there went straight to Australia for two weekends in a row of conventions. And right, by the right. time I got back, they were like on their last like two days. Oh, and it, man. And I last thing I wanted to do after traveling for like a month was get on a plane and fly to South Carolina. Right, exactly. Um, so I, I missed out on all of that, which was such a bummer. Right. So when kills happened, I was like, I'm coming out no matter what. <laughs> and I just got lucky. I, I, I picked, I didn't pick any particular scenes or anything. I was just like, you know what? I have this little window of time right here. I could come out. And I think I was going to a convention right after. I think I, I think I went from there right to a convention, and um, it just worked out so perfectly that I got to watch two nights of the current Myers, you know, doing his stuff, and then I got to see the first night of the flashback yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I actually got to see all three guys play Myers. That's great. That is so it, cool. 
Yeah, Did you get Doug... to walk through like the Myers house set too then at all? Or no, I never got to see the set. Um, oh, okay. The, the the night I was there, they were in the real neighborhood when oh, they okay. did the 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 alley and stuff is in a real neighborhood. Oh, okay, cool. And the house, it what they did is that the house that he he comes face to face with Lonnie as a as a little kid, mm-hmm. that's in a real neighborhood. And then when they go, you know, right there across the street, the Myers house, that's when they cut to the fake neighborhood, but they built a replica of the real neighborhood for across the street. So if you're looking out of the fake house, you see what looks like oh, those houses. That's yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. So they replicated uh, those houses uh, on the other side of the street. And then the side of the street where the Myers house is, they replicated what was in the original film. Uh, they even replicated the houses next door. Um, wow, you know, if, if you pay close you know, to detail, there's a particular style of Spanish type of architecture <laughs> on the house to the right. Yeah. And they, they nailed it. When, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, um, when I was watching 2018 for the first time and I saw that right by the, the, where the Judith grave was supposed to be when, when I saw that the St. Clair grave, I was like, uh-huh. wow, that's so cool. Like they really are paying attention to details, right? Like, yeah, they- and, and how weird is it? Do you think for that? The Sinclair family, they have no idea probably that, that the, their relatives grave is popular in Halloween so much so that somebody recreated it for when they did uh, 2018, right? Like it's just so you know, cool. That would be an interesting interview to find, to track them down <laughs> the and, and, family. Yeah, yeah, and just, and, and just, you know, say, Hey, did you know that your great, great grandpa was, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> so yeah, that would be really interesting. I mean, um, you know, who knows if they're still around. I, yeah, exactly. I'd have to do more research into that. Um, but speaking of like research and stuff for like, uh, were you involved with getting Sandy Johnson, um, back well, like into the limelight a bit or yes and no um i i'm i can i can say for sure i am responsible but indirectly uh okay. this is what happened so uh they were looking for her um they were looking for her to get clearance for the footage they used in 2018 of her being killed from the original film, they needed her to sign off on it. They couldn't use it without her authorization. Okay. So they were trying to find her. Ryan Turek told me, you know, do you have any idea how to find her? I'm like, dude, I've been trying to find her forever. And, and I was like, you know, fans want her for conventions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I have a way. I bet you we could find her. So what I did is I contacted my buddy, Uncle Creepy, Steve Barton, yeah. back when he was still with Dread Central. And I said, hey, man, can you do me a favor? And he goes, what's that? I go, write an article called Whatever Happened to Sandy Johnson <laughs> and, and just talk about how she fell off the face of the earth. Nobody can find her. And I said, I guarantee you from this article, somebody will find her. Right. And sure as shit. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's and wild. Yeah, a buddy of mine, uh, a guy named Rick Henriques, another agent, um, he he was able to track her down. And it was all because of that article, like, got everybody looking for her. And um, he found her, and now he represents her for conventions. And wow. uh, 
and uh, I was able to help get that little bit resolved. That's awesome. The, yeah, that is cool. That's great. Um, we do have to wrap up shortly just because I got a notification on here saying that we only have, I think it's like 10 more minutes of okay. recording time. Um, okay. So I'm just going to ask you like a quick question. Um, so basically uh, I had an idea um, a couple of years ago where I was thinking of like three movie locations that really meant the world to me and where mm-hmm. if it was legal to do so um, three places that I would want my ashes scattered basically when ah. I died. Um, so my three, for example, are, um, the quick stop convenience store from clerks, um, the grassy hillside from Monroeville mall Uh and, um, the waterfall where they land the helicopter from Jurassic park. Those are my three top movies. If it was legal to do so where where I would want to just know, like I would be comfortable knowing that like I'm there forever. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have three locations that, if it were legal to do so, you would want your ashes scattered. Um, well, it's funny. I used to always joke that I wanted my ashes scattered in the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Right. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I'd be okay with that. Uh, I mean, as, as far as favorite locations, um, yeah, the Monroeville mall that that's, that is the, that's the place that kind of started it all for me. Right. That was, that was the place that really gave me the bug for the, yeah. the movie location stuff. Um, there or I don't know. You know, I, I, you know, again, I don't believe in. I'm not a religious person. I don't believe. I think once you're dead, you're dead. So I don't right. really take too much stock into that. But you know, um, uh, oh gosh. Hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one. Uh, <laughs> maybe the maybe the park there in South Pasadena, right across the street from Strode House, you know, something that, over by them, the Mustafa Cod Memorial Bench. They can do a yeah, little Sean yeah, Clark yeah. Memorial Bench. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty fitting. That would be. Um, yeah, I don't it, know. Uh, something like that. Um, it's funny too that you were saying that the Monroeville Mall gave you um, the bug because. Um, I went to the Mineralville Mall when I was 13. I watched the movie in February for the first time of like when I was 13 years old. And then by yeah. that summer, my I convinced my parents to drive us down from Toronto to Mineralville. And uh, so they took me out um, and uh, I brought my video camera and I distinctly remember saying, I'm like, I want to do something like that guy from the 25 Years of Terror DVD. So it's just <laughs> really funny that that was also your, uh, what started you on, on the movie stuff. What year did you go to the Mineralville Mall? Uh, the first time I was there was 1993. So it still resembled a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like a lot more than what it does now. Oh, I mean, JCP is gone now. Like it's, it's yeah. nothing. Like. So yeah, when, when I was there in 1993, pretty much everything looked exactly the same except the ice rink was gone. That's where the food court is now. Right. And I mean, now if you go there today, it looks drastically different than, I mean, you can still see things. There's still, it's still worth going to see, but it's kind of depressing because I got to see it when it looked exactly pretty much just like the friggin' movie. And, oh man, you know, I, I, slid down the escalator i did every i did everything <laughs> man great. we 
And it's all on video. If you watch that episode that's on my YouTube channel, I, it's one of my favorite episodes because I was able to take footage that I shot in 1993 as a fan and then other bits of footage I shot over the years and combined it into this sort of keepsake. I know the people people that have watched that have really commented on, wow, that was so cool the way you did that. I'll say this. It was took the longest to edit of anything I've ever done. That one, that one was a, a beast of a project. Um, but it, I'm really proud of how it turned out, and I think fans will get a kick out of watching me <laughs> at, at age 22 just geeking out so hard. Right. I mean, we we were we were nerding out so hard over everything. I mean we were rolling around on the floor. I mean, we were literally <laughs> like laying in the middle of the mall, rolling around on our backs. We right. were, it was, uh, it was pretty magical. And yeah. that was, and that's really where I was like, I'm walking around there and I felt like, dude, I feel like I'm in the movie, okay, you know? So and like, so that's what, that's what did it for me. That's what I was like, when I left there, I was like, I want that feeling again. Yeah. How, how can I get that? And yeah, and yeah. that's when I started looking for the Halloween locations. And this right. is this is pre-internet, you know. No nobody had found them, you know, except for the people that lived near them and no oh, knew that that was the house down the street. There <laughs> right, was exactly. there wasn't anywhere on, there wasn't anywhere to find out where these houses were. Right. You know. Um, it's funny that you say that about like being in the movie because when I went there, I, I was walking through and I'm like, okay, like this looks really different. Like I was getting the kind of Monroeville Mall feel, but I wasn't noticing anything yet yeah. until I got in the middle of the two escalators where the JC Pennies is. Yeah. And in my head, I swear to God, like I saw like zombies, like that scene when they're knocking on the on the glass doors. I'm like, holy fuck, like I'm right here. It, so it you was, did get you did get to see it when the JC Penney's was still there. Yes, I did. Uh, I went in 2010. Um, okay, and so like everything was different. Um, there were no stairs. Um, nothing. They still like had that. the little bridges though, didn't they? Or they, those they, they had one of the bridges still. Okay. Um, and that was really the last thing that resembled uh, the Monroeville Mall from the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish that I saw uh, like the clock tower. I wish I saw like the big fountain. Um, that would have been an exhilarating experience. Like I really wish that I got to see it. Um, but yeah, I, I was fortunate because like JC Penney's was still there. And I know that not a lot of people who go now have that experience. Um, so yeah, I, I'm fortunate that, that I was able to see it when it still somewhat resembled it, but it yeah. didn't really. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I mean, when we were there, all the fountains were still there. You know, oh, I mean, that's great. I, it, yeah, it, you if you should definitely watch that episode for if, sure. If, yeah, um, I think you'll I think you'll really appreciate it, and it's uh, it, it was it was so much fun. I I I may just watch that episode when we get off here. Just to, <laughs> right. I, I, I try to relive my own nostalgia. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was just gonna say I have my plans for this evening after yeah. this. <laughs> Um, and another movie too, that I'm also a big fan of, that's not a horror movie, but one that I remember watching your episode recently of you getting super giddy about the location is, uh, the dazed and confused location. Yeah. I love that movie. And that video was great. When you guys see that they have, um, like the bicentennial thing still on the wall, like I was like, yeah. Oh my God, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. That, that 
I, I would like to redo that one at some point just because that was literally the first thing I tried to do on my own during the whole COVID thing where right. I was just bored sitting at home and I'm like, maybe I can figure out this editing software and let me see what I can do with this footage and let me just piece it together. It, was, it wasn't me going out and shooting a video. It was literally me taking footage I shot just being a geek and can I put a narrative to this and just make it into like a makeshift episode for fun. And you know, it, it's, it's rough as fuck. And <laughs> I didn't have a microphone yet. I was doing the audio through my iPhone, you know, so it, it's, it's not good in that sense, but, but there's good information there and there's for good sure. footage. Yeah. There's good footage there. I don't know if that, if that school still has that bicentennial, artwork i i don't know i mean i i haven't seen any recent footage from that school and the last couple location videos that people put up i i i try to watch you know a lot of them mm -hmm. if it's if it's a movie i really love and uh nobody ever gets in that school so i i was i'm like i don't know i don't know if it's still there because that was shit that was like 2006 or four five or six i don't remember what year that was right. when i when that footage of me in there was shot um it sucks because there's footage i shot th that's in that video that i was just playing around like i i think it was what was that friggin um uh, for like half a minute i was on that that one app where you could stream live. I forgot what it was called. Uh, it was one, it was one of the first ones that you could stream live video. And, uh, and it was, it was, yeah, a stand I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just can't think of the name off. The yeah. Well, anyway, I was on that and I was just shooting days and could like, Hey, I'm at the school, <laughs> blah, 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 you know, and it was the only location I didn't go to. And I think that was 20, maybe 20, 14 or something like that it was uh michael felsher and i had gone to to austin to to shoot uh texas chainsaw massacre part two episode so we had some downtime in between locations and and i was like dude let's we're close to the let's go to top notch and have lunch let's go right. here <laughs> like, i'll show and he was excited he's, he's a fan he's like yeah i want to see those yeah but we didn't get to work to the school and I would have loved to have, you know, at least been able to peek in the door and see if you could still see the artwork on the wall, you know? Right. Yeah, that is really cool. Um, have there been any locations that, like, are, like, too drastically different where, like, you were excited to go to them, but then they don't look anything like what you thought they were going to, so it kind of bums you out? Oh, yeah. it ha That happens a lot. That happens a lot. Um, let me see if I can think of anything off the top of my head. Um I mean, unfortunately, that happens probably 50% of the time right. where you go to a location and it's like, oh, wow, this looks nothing like it did in the movie. Right. Um, and it and it's depressing, uh, especially if something's been torn down, you know? Yeah. Um, I was researching a particular movie recently that I was considering doing an episode on, and I still might. And, you know, when I do this stuff, I don't always know if that stuff's still there you know right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm picking some real obscure ones because there's so many guys doing what I do now, especially yeah. on YouTube, that it's like, you know, I'm trying to not uh, do the basic stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like I've done that. They're all kind of copying me. You know, that, yeah. I mean, so I, I was just gonna ask you about that, like with people. I'm not gonna name any names, but well, you, obviously, go ahead, you, you name know, names. But, but Feel well, free. name <laughs> names, go for it. I, as I know most of them, so right. So, like, <laughs> do you feel like you know, like people like Adam the Woo, for example? I mean, I, I think you've done a video with him, so I'm sure yeah. that you guys are okay. But like, do you, do you ever feel like, hey, these people are like taking, like, like stomping in my territory, in a way, or uh. N- n- with some of them yes i mean adam no because i mean adam adam uh you know admits that he saw my stuff right. you know um and, and, and he does like general i mean like you you do non-horror stuff too but you're mainly yeah. the horrors hallowed grounds and there's a lot of yeah. people popping up um that are also doing strictly horror stuff too yeah. right so yeah and no it, adam it, Adam, Adam's, uh, you know, he, he's got a very different style and he's, his stuff has passion and I can tell, I know he's a fan and he's not just, just doing it for clicks. Like a lot of these guys are, um, and you know, so I, you know, I, I appreciate that. You know, it's funny, Adam and I have these discussions about the other guys, you know, right. (laughs) And, and, and it does bother us when, you know, clearly they're they're just looking at our stuff and copying it i mean exactly you know because the thing is is like you know we put a fuck ton of time into research and finding the places and then i mean i'll be honest with you it's why i didn't really say where a lot of the places are in the halloween kills video that i just did because why am i just going to give these guys a fucking blueprint Right? Yeah, exactly. So, you just did all the work for it. Yeah. It, so you know what? It's like you guys go out and do some work. You know, <laughs> right? Because I've been getting blown up online. Of people, hey, where's Lori's house? Where was that? Right. And where is the alley exactly? And, and people are asking me because you didn't say exactly where it was. I'm like, <laughs> yep, I didn't. And, and and I've told people flat out, I will tell you later. Right. Um, but right. for now. I'm going to let, let me, let my video like get some love. And then it's been less than a month and it's been up. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm actually shocked that there hasn't been another kills location video yet. Right. That I know of. Oh dude, how crazy is this? I literally just got a text from Adam right now. <laughs> I swear so to God. Swear to God. That's a, he must have heard us talking about it. Dude, yeah. that's, that is crazy. That's so weird. And his text says, gotta hang when I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh yeah, so you know, and and I've I've met like the Grim Life guys, uh him and his wife, and yeah. and 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 they're really nice people. Um, I haven't met. I just met that guy Tampa J. He's a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy World of Micah. He's a cool guy. I I I haven't. Uh, I there's a guy Scott on tape. Right. Um, he does some good stuff. He's funny. I like. I I I, I like his stuff. You know. Um, it's you know. Everybody has their own thing going on. Yeah. I mean, and some, I think some are doing it more for clicks than others, but you know, 
I think at the end of the day, everybody has a little bit of passion, you know, that uh, you can see when it's legit. Exactly. Um, but and I you just don't have feel beef like with any of these people, right? I mean, like you, like for no. the most part, like you, you like them as people, but you no, know, like I, uh, eventually it's like, hey, like stay out well, of my stuff. At, at no, no, day. you know, it's I didn't invent, <laughs> I didn't invent the wheel. You know what right. I mean? I mean, I, 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 you know, my the fun. What pisses me off is when somebody will comment on one of my videos and go, this guy's a fuck. This guy's a wannabe Adam the woo. And I'm oh, like, Whoa, yeah, Whoa, yeah. motherfucker. Hold yeah. up. Hold up. <laughs> oh man. Adam started doing this in 2010. Exactly. Right? I've been doing it way I've before been, that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I did my first location video in 96. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And that was, I was selling those on VHS. Right. Now <laughs> my, my problem is I didn't take the YouTube thing serious. Right. I I held out. Everybody's like, dude, you got to get on YouTube. And I'm like, I want I was trying to sell Horace Hall Grounds as a series. I was hoping Travel Channel or Fearnet or right. Shudder or somebody would go, hey, we want to do this as a series. And I didn't want to put it out there for free. No, uh, right. You know, if I, I was holding it for that. In doing so, I shot myself in the foot. Right. And guys like Adam, you know, they were there to were there up. to fill that void. <laughs> yeah. And 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 you know, more power to him. He's he's my friend, and 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 I and I, I love the guy. And uh, you know, and I don't feel like he copied me at all. But when I first saw his when I first saw his first video. I was like this motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> you know, because because he used to have like a he had like a punk rock theme song and everything. Oh, yeah. And I'm yeah. like, this this dude's biting my shit. And yeah, I got exactly. I got a little pissed at first, but you know, and same thing with like the Grim Life guys. I was kind of like, yeah, really, guys, you know. And then you know, I met him, and then you kind of get over it, and right, and 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 now he and I have, are talking about you know doing something together at some point. Um, That'd be cool. But, you know, it, it's I, what I do like is when people can, you know, I, I like to give credit where credit's due. You know, if, if somebody helped me or, or, you know, I'll say, hey, so-and-so. I mean, I think I even said it in my part six filming, my Friday 13th part six filming location. I said, this has been well-covered ground. Many right. people have done this, but I, I'm a big fan of this movie and I want to see it for myself. Right. And, you know, so I wasn't like, I'm the first guy, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, no, not, exactly. trying to, I'm not trying to do that. Um, but, you know, I, I will say, I'm not going to say who, but a couple of these guys, you know, that do the same stuff as me have, when they met me in person, I was very humbled when they said, dude, you know, you're the OG, you're the guy, like you were doing it before anybody. And dude, I, I've, you know, I, you made me want to do this. And, and that's nice, you know, right. it, it just, yeah, thanks. You know, get a little credit. Thank you. You know, right. that, that that's nice. And, you know, um, I appreciate that. Uh, it's the one, it's when they pretend like they don't know you that, <laughs> that, that bothers me. Yeah. And yeah. that, that happened with one of them. I'm like, really, dude, seriously, <laughs> you, you do everything I do. You're on YouTube. You don't know who I am. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> That's such bullshit. And then they, and then they, they fessed up later and said that they did, you know, but right. I was like, okay, <laughs> exactly. but, but, uh, you know, it's again, I'm not trying to be a fucking egomaniac. I, I just I've I've been the type of person I always give people credit. I, I mean, 
down to the smallest thing, you know, if somebody helps me out, I'll give them a credit. You know, right. people have, oh, dude, I'm, I, you, you put me in the credits on that. And I'm like, yeah, dude, you told yeah, me yeah. blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, well, thanks, man. That's going It's like, I, you know, how hard is it for me to add somebody's name to a credit? Right, exactly. You know? no, yeah. Right. And, and that's the thing is like, you're not in it for like an ego boost. Yeah. And if somebody's helped you out with finding a location, like, why would you like, like Evan said in the beginning, you know, like it, it, it makes us feel like we're there with you. And like, you're not doing it to be like, oh, I discovered this by myself. Like if somebody yeah. helped you find it, then you're going to no, show exactly. them out because like it, it's your videos um, genuinely feel like it's like, Hey, like we're going to all go on a fun class trip yeah. and we're going to find this yeah. location. And like, it, it's, it genuinely feels like an adventure where we're there <laughs> with you looking at all of this stuff. Right. And so and that's, it's like, it, that's it how feels- I, that's how I try to make it feel. And, and you know, the other thing I do that a lot of these guys don't do is I really take the time to try to get the details, right? I mean, you know, I mean, God, I mean, Adam, Adam is a workhorse uh, and he does a ton of research and he works his ass off doing his research and everything. But when it comes to doing his videos, he'll shoot it that day and edit it that night and right. it'll be out the next day. Right? <laughs> right. So, for example, we did that Rob Zombie's 2007 Halloween episode together. Right. Mm-hmm. We shot our episodes on the same day. That was <laughs> September 30th. 2020 my episode isn't done yet right (laughs) he put his out the next day yeah exactly so uh i mean i'm still in the process of editing that and i went back and reshot a few things and i was waiting like for example you know i'll give you an example we went to the the uh police museum which was the interior of bracket's office Mm mm-hmm and it was also the where the front desk was where Adrian Barbeau worked at the uh, the orphanage or whatever the, the where they had the records of the of you know the people that have been uh, um what is the word I'm, my mind just went blank uh, <laughs> when adopted adoption yes uh, records. um so we went there but it was closed because of COVID. And we shot through the door and you could see the desk or whatever. But I was like, I want to get into Brackett's office. Right. <laughs> and we went to the el- elementary school where, you know, young Michael went, you know, had the 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 bathroom scene mm-hmm. with the bullies, had the principal seeing him running down the hallways. Also, it was the library they used for the high school and the girls are looking out the window. Right. So we couldn't get in that. It was closed because of COVID. I waited until I got in those places right. and I, and I, and I did get in them and I shot them, but I'm still editing it. Right. Exactly. So I'm just, I'm, I'm like one of those guys was like, Nope, I'm not, it's not until it's done. It's not done. Right. So, so how, know, how, how many videos that, do you work on at once roughly? Uh, well, I mean, right now I have, I think about 10 horse hauled grounds episodes shot that I'm, finally going to get around to editing like literally just stopped traveling uh as of not this past weekend because it was halloween the weekend before was my my last convention of this year i think right um my girlfriend is she just landed in boston she's going to rhode island comic-con so she's with our clients this weekend in rhode island and i'm staying home and I'm focusing on working on, well, I'm working on booking 
clients for future shows, but at the same time I'm editing. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping while she's out of town, cause she's visiting her family afterwards that I can get some serious editing done. So I was naming off what episodes I had shot that I hadn't edited. So there was lost boys, um, killer clowns from outer space, Rob zombies, Halloween two, Friday 13th part three. And then I started shooting. I've started shooting phantasm. I started shooting Christine. I started shooting three from hell. I only doing three from hell because it happened to be on the same movie lot as Friday 13th part three. And I had access to it. So that's that's cool. That entire Mexican town was, was like literally right by the, the, the Friday 13th part three stuff. So, Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, Oh, while I'm here, I don't have access to this every day. So I just went ahead and shot it. So that's actually really cool. Yeah. So, Hopefully we'll get we'll you're going to start seeing a bunch of these dropping hopefully over the holidays, you know. Um it's just going to depend on how quickly, uh, you know, I, I like like I said, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween is close to being done. That one was a beast because there's a lot of locations. Mm-hmm. And I also use I I did a kind of unconventional method of doing that episode i was i had the brilliant idea of doing it the way they filmed it like this is the first three days they shot at this location oh that's really cool because i had all the call sheets from uh from the production and so i was kind of going place by place and it's turned it into a nightmare um (laughs) i should have just done it the way i normally do it but (laughs) since i've already i'm so deep into it i'm gonna finish it that's awesome and then i've started uh, I'm about halfway through Friday 13th part three. So that'll be next. And then after that, I'll probably jump into like lost boys or killer clowns because I'm so excited to get those out. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know how you were talking about, uh, you were talking about the, does it ever bother me? You know, and people, what bothers me is when I'm going to do an episode and someone else brings one out, right? But I'm like, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, exactly. And, and then I, you look like the copycat. I guess, yeah. But like <laughs> I, I said that to Michael from Grim Life because when I saw that he was going to Santa Cruz, I'm like, that motherfucker's going <laughs> right. to be Lost Boys and Killer Clowns. I yep. know it. Exactly. And sure as shit, he did. And I told him, I said, dude, I was so pissed when you put those out. And he's like, uh, and I said, and I gave him shit. And I, and he, 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 he took it well. Cause I said, dude, I said, in your Lost Boys episode, you put in the title, the complete and in all caps, the complete Lost Boys filming locations. I go, <laughs> I'm like, dude, you missed four locations. Ooh, <laughs> damn. Oh, and, no. and I got them. And, okay, and, so, and, so it's going to be Sean he goes, the complete loss. Yeah, and he, and he laughs and he goes, well, it's the most complete until your episode comes out. <laughs> I, go, I go, fair enough. That's so, great. And then the killer clowns one, you know, you know, not to, not to, you know, I crushed him on the killer clown. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I worked my ass off on finding everything from that movie. So, right. um, so I'm I'm really proud of both those episodes. Do you feel like you have to one up yourself like for the locations just because you know that there's like quote unquote competition? Well, you know, it's it's funny because I've kind of taken a 
a, a step back quality wise because when I was doing them for Scream Factory and everything, I had a like legit crew. Like right. like it well, it was a cameraman and me um and sometimes another guy and and you know, I'd have a professional editor editing them. We had a, it was a team. It was basically me, Buzz Wallach was the camera guy and Andrew Cash was the editor. Now they've both gone on to like legit stuff. Like they're both working in the industry and buzz has directed movies. So has Andrew. I mean, Andrew is, you know, directed, he's been editing, uh, legends of tomorrow, that TV okay. series. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. he, he even directed a couple episodes. So That's awesome. And now it's me and an iPhone and I'm doing everything, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it, it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to keep that type of quality up. And I also feel that the one thing that my episodes are lacking a little bit of now, and I've said this before in interviews is the humor that I bring to the episodes. I try to, but there's less now. And the reason isn't because I'm not funny or not trying to be funny. It's, I was always trying to make my camera guy laugh. Right. <laughs> and he's not there. Oh, and, yeah. Exactly. And I'm by myself and I feel like a dork, like, right. you know, being goofy. I, I need that reaction, you know? <laughs> right. So that's, that's kind of a bummer. Um, cause I miss that because Buzz and I would fucking crack each other up, man. I mean, <laughs> and that's why you don't see too many bloopers anymore is cause I don't have them really. Um, mm -hmm. Because we were always, you know, messing with each other. But, you know, I um, occasionally I'll have, you know, like my girlfriend has filmed some stuff for me. Like when we went to Santa Cruz together, she filmed some stuff. And and then uh, um, like when I do the thing with Alex Winter uh, in a couple weeks, my buddy Brian is going to shoot it because I don't want to be holding a phone while I'm interviewing Alex Winter. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, but, you know, it, 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 I, I do miss, I do miss uh, having Buzz there and being able to hand the, the materials over to Andrew and trust him to, you know, I, we got to a point where I was sitting with him when he would edit it and I, you know, told him what to do kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point where he knew my style so well, I could just trust him and he right, would, exactly. and you know, and he's a pro, he's a, he's a pro. So it, now here I am. And I've had people like go, dude, you know, I'm an editor. I, I would more than, I'm like, no, I'm a control freak. I, <laughs> exactly. I, I, it took me so long to trust Andrew. I just can't <laughs> hand my shit over to somebody I don't know. And just here, edit this. Right. You know? So, I mean, I added everything, all of the things with the thing with two heads episodes, um, everything I put up now, I'm the guy that edits them, you know? Right. Like the, the most recent thing that I put up the station wagon yeah, video. I just watched that today. So good. <laughs> that was something I did not shoot that. I had nothing to do with that. Um, I was asked by the guy who runs the convention if I would host it and they were doing this video and I said, sure. And I did it and not really trying to knock the dude that shot it and everything, but that guy did not know what he was doing. And, <laughs> and like, 
I don't know if you noticed, like, my mic wasn't working. Yeah, so, like, I did notice that. Yeah, like, his mic was working. My mic wasn't working. They sent me a rough cut of it. It was embarrassing. It was so bad. Oh. So I, I called the, the convention guy who hired this dude, and I said, you know, can you send me all the raw materials and I'll recut this and blah, blah, blah. And he's, oh, he won't give up the raw materials. He won't oh. And I go, all right, can I take what you sent me and try <laughs> and to make your own cut? Yeah, and try to do something. And he said, go for it. And right. bro, if you saw that original cut, whoa. Right. <laughs> I mean. See, yeah, it, it's funny because like the first thing that I noticed, and I'm not even just saying this because you said it, but like the first thing that I noticed was I was like, this is an interesting style. Like this isn't, the normal style that you would expect from your videos. No. And in fact, the footage of me in the car, like of me driving mm -hmm. the, with the exception of the stuff shot through the cage behind me, I was just messing around with my phone and I sat my phone up while I was driving around. Right. And, and I was like, you know what? This looks better than this shit. He shot. <laughs> I, I cut, I cut it in. I added music. I yeah. added the film clips. I added the photos. I mean, I trimmed off about 10 minutes because it, it was unbearably long. Right. I'm, I mean, it's already a little too long, but right. I thought the guy had some really good info. So I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to let I'm, I'm going to leave it in there. If people don't want to watch it, they don't have to watch it. And now I'm like, it's like over 30,000 views. I'm like, right. shit, you know, <laughs> that's, OK, people are digging it. Right. So, exactly. Which surprised me. I was really nervous about putting it out because I was like, I don't feel great about this right but i think it, i think it's more so like because it's an extension of like a film prop or a filming location because you don't do a lot of videos about um like cars obviously like i'm not a car guy but mm -hmm. if i gave a shit about any car in the world it would be that specific 1978 station wagon right so yeah. um yeah. how badly did you want to jump on the back of it <laughs> I really did want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was hoping. I was hoping he'd be like, "Yeah, go for it." And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was ready I, to bounce on that thing. I saw that childlike gleam in your eye when you looked at it. You're like, "I don't know. Do you want me to jump on it?" He's like, yeah, no, I prefer you don't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so funny. Uh, oh well. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you know, it, it videos like that are funny. You know, now you see all these. I all these cars. It's not the real car. Right. I, 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 how you know? How did he know that's the real car? Right. And it's like, do you really think somebody spent all this time and all this money to just restore a, a replica? I mean, of that car. Exactly. I mean, it's like, dude, the you know, he told me the story. You know, right. he tells it pretty much in the video. I mean, you know, he got the VIN number from the rental company and he, you know, he the person hadn't <laughs> registered it in years. It had been in a barn. Right. And right. the guy finally registered it to try to sell it. And it popped up and this guy got alerted and was like, boom. Right. It, exactly. You know, that's, and that's, that's what wild. happened. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So. Um, anyway, so I'm sure that we could talk all night, um, but we yeah. probably should wrap this up. Um, Jordan, thank you off so again. much. Like, I greatly appreciate you coming <laughs> on on this show. Hey, no um, problem. We it, really, it really appreciate it. A lot. Like, we've been fans of yours for a while, and uh, being able to have this like down to earth conversation has just been really awesome. So, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, no problem. Uh, uh, it's my pleasure. I had fun. Perfect. Uh, and. Uh, yeah when yeah <laughs> well, when we when we when we when we go off when when you end it 
I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> but, but I had a real, I had a really good time. Okay. Perfect. Good, Sounds glad. good. Um, do you have anything you want to shout out like your YouTube page, your podcast, anything like that? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at malfunction, M A L F U N C S E A N. So just get rid of the T I O N and malfunction <laughs> and put my name S E A N in its place. And then on Facebook, since my personal account is at its limit, it's uh, facebook.com backslash Sean Clark official. I had to start a pretentious Ooh, fan page yeah, because yeah. <laughs> for some reason, Facebook only allows you to have 5,000 friends. Yep. But, you know, I, I have more friends than that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You know, who's Facebook to tell me how many friends I can have? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, especially with the amount of people that you meet, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, they, I, I don't really understand what the difference is between your personal account or, you know, a business-ish account that you can have more. Right. It doesn't, it, it, to me, it just, it, it, it seems like that just takes up more of their, uh, you know, storage space. Yeah, for yeah it would seem like yeah. it. You'd think so. Creating other accounts. I mean, but whatever. Right. You know. All right. Um, thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the Morbidly Deceased Podcast. I've been your host, JT McCallum, and I'm Evan Dilworth. And have a spooky day.